Guess who's back? Back, back again. again. Courtney's back. We're not dead yet. <laughs> we didn't plan that. No, we didn't. Just that need everybody to know we did not plan that. Welcome back to 30, 30 Dirty and Dying. You already heard Courtney's here. Clarissa's here too. Me and a third person. And <laughs> we're talking about being in a midlife crisis today. Yeah, I'm pretty much there for me. I think for me. If I if I make it past 60, that'll be... Call the scientists. If I make it me. to 80, murder me. I don't want to live that long. <laughs> Same. So today's going to be a really light, fun, cheery episode. <laughs> Just happiness, joy, love, yeah. and friendship. Yeah. All the things that Karens have on their walls. Live, laugh, love, baby. Live, laugh, love. And that's what we're doing Alive. Today. Ha ha. Fuck. <laughs> if I made you that, would you put it on your wall? Yeah. Craft start now. <laughs> I'm doing it. Um, yeah. Today we're talking about what it's like to kind of be in an existential crisis. A slump. A slump. I'm in a slump. An existential kind of like, I don't know what I want to do, what I want to be, who am I? I feel like we all face it, especially around this time, this oh, like man. age. I feel like it's because like for me, it was like I came out of my my college and stuff like I'm in my career and I'm going to kill it. And I did until I killed my spirit. And me, I came out of college like I don't want to do this. <laughs> yes. So now you've <laughs> just been like treading water. <laughs> And now it's... I've just been trying to make money. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like what it it gets to. Either you're like, you've done a career and you've been doing it for a hot minute, you Mm -hmm. know, knocking on 30, at least about 10 years. So you're either disenchanted, you're either still in it and still grinding, but you know, it's getting probably tired. Same. Mm -hmm. Your back probably hurts. Always. Or you don't know what you want to do. You know, you hate it. You want to do something else, but like what? We've all been there. We're all probably there. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yep. But before we do that, let's reflect on better days. Back in time. All right. We're back in time. Hell yeah. We're going far back before, before social, social media, media. Before. I mean, AOL was a thing. 1999. You- Today we're going to party like it's 1999. We're going way back. Yeah. Now, obviously, we can't talk about cringe posts because like Courtney said. I was eight. I was five. I was probably playing Barbie's Magic Hairstyler. Hell yeah. Freddie Fish and the case of the missing kelp seed. Oh, my God. Classic. Amazing. Putt-Putt, Big Adventure. Those are my favorite games on the computer. Not 99, but one of my favorite kind of like types of games Mm -hmm. was the Tycoon like Zoo Tycoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never played those. A little later. Like, not exact. obviously not 90, but I just remember playing those an awful lot on my computer. My sister, like, we played um, Donkey Kong. Oh, okay. And, never played it. okay, so, like, we had, a like, a book that helped us through the levels, right? Like, cheat codes, but not in a book. Not cheat codes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Whatever. It was a book about Donkey Kong Country. I think it was two. See Donkey Kong Country 2. And, uh... She couldn't get past King Zing Sting, and she ripped that book apart. Straight up Hulk ripped that book. <laughs> Sissy? Yeah. Oh, my God. She was so pissed she could not get through King Zing Sting. <laughs> Sis, I'm flabbergasted. I yeah. never knew Sissy had this sort of rage in her. Just for that. Just, 
She got it all out in that just, one rip. In that one rip in the 90s, that's all it took. And now she's just a happy little camper. 90s were a good time. 90s were a good time. I know it's like people will be like, how do you even know you were so young? Listen, I was I, eight in 99. I was about five. But listen, I had those kind of, I was not the kind of parents. I did not have the kind of parents that like raised me sort of like a child. I had parents who raised me sort of like I was already 30. I had parents where we raised them. Bummer. <laughs> um, no, but like my parents were okay. You know how like you, there's like on Instagram is if you see parents and they're like in the car and their kids in the car and they're listening to like Baby Shark. I love Baby Shark. I'm continue. not saying anything bad about Baby Shark. This uh-huh. is not Baby Shark shade. I'm baby dancing. Shark, do, 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 baby, baby Shark. shark. Mommy. Okay. Shark, do, do, we can stop. Do, do, do. Okay. But do you you know what I mean? Like they're listening to like kids. Yeah, kids music. bop. Kid. Yes. Kids esque music. Right. Yes. Because kids in the car. My parents. didn't do that. My parents listened to like Journey. I knew all the words to War Pigs by Ozzy Osbourne when I was about five and I could sing it and enjoyed singing it an awful lot. Mm -hmm. My parents, I I watched what they watched. I listened to what they listened to. Like, so I have a lot of regular ass memories about the nineties because I was, I have very good memory and I was in it. Like all the things that were happening culturally, like I was watching that impeachment trial. I was, I was not. I remember some of it, not much, but like some. You know, and all my like the home videos of where I was a baby. No, I don't obviously remember this, but you know what's on in the background? What news? The OJ trial. Oh. <laughs> so my parents were like, I think we just had a 35 year old. Let's just raise her as such. Fair. And it works for me. Yeah. So I, and I have a pretty good memory, and I loved so many things from my childhood that I like, I stayed in it. Mm-hmm. So I have some good fond memories of the 90s. So what are your specific memories of 99? Y2K. Of course. Is the big one. The first thing I think of is like the whole Y2K panic. I remember on New Year's Eve, before midnight struck, grandma and I went around the house and turned off all the electronics. Yep. We didn't have a computer. We had a computer. In the house yet. Mm-hmm. No, not a, not yet. Um, but yeah, we had to turn off all this stuff. And I had this um, lanyard mm-hmm. that ha- I don't know where we got it. Maybe church. And it had aliens on it, like Martians. And you got that from church? I don't know. It was aliens. It was one of the churches that tried to be. We have strobe lights, so we're hip. One of those, probably. I don't know. I went to that church. I went to several. I'm on. Well, I I started at a Baptist church. Me too, Southern Baptist. Yeehaw. Um, no. So I had like a lanyard and it had aliens on it, and it said like Y2K Millennium. Oh my god! And I remember that very vividly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I wore it on New Year's. Nice. So I thought it was dope. It was. Yeah. I wish I still had it. I'm, I'm sure I do. My mom probably has it somewhere locked away. Something really great that happened. Family Guy debuted on Fox in 1999. And SpongeBob debuted. I remember sitting up and waiting for that show, to SpongeBob, to come on. I remember watching that first episode. And I don't have a lot of memories. We no. know this. Yeah. I don't remember most of my childhood. But I remember watching Kids' Choice Awards and then SpongeBob coming on. Yes. I don't remember the, the like, the premiere that night, oh, I, but like the next day, mm-hmm. I watched it when they did the rerun. What's your favorite SpongeBob episode, or one of them? It's it's not just a molder; it's, it's a, a rock. rock, a rock. So crusty crab pizza, crusty crab pizza, pizza is, is the pizza, pizza for you and me. me. Crusty crab, yeah, 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 yeah. Pizza. pizza is for me. Yikes. <laughs> The high notes, though. Uh, mine's Band Geeks, where they play oh. in the dome, and it's like, 
Is mayonnaise an instrument? Yes. <laughs> yes. Mayonnaise an instrument. And then that was my text tone for the longest time. I love it. And then that part, it's in the same scene where they're in the practice and he says something like that, something stupid. And <laughs> Sandy, I think, takes him outside and you just hear like the- fighting and him go, ah! And then he sticks his head in and goes, whoever's the owner of the white sedan, you left your lights on. on, comes in, head, Tuba. trombone, trombone, body, and he sits down. Mm. <laughs> I love it. But maybe more than that is Chocolate! <laughs> no, and then I wombo, he wombo. <laughs> He, she, me, wombo. <laughs> Should we just make an episode of Spongebob quotes? Probably. Probably. At least a bonus episode. <laughs> just but Spongebob. No, Spongebob cultural moment. Would All not have had my childhood without I split Spongebob. my, my pants. Ripped. I said split. Whatever. I thought that I had everybody on my side. And I went and blew it all sky high. And now she won't even spare a passing glance. All just because I... Ripped my, my pants, pants. when Big Larry came round just to put him down. SpongeBob turned into a clown. Cause no girl ever wants to dance with a boy who went and ripped, ripped his, his pants. pants. I know the rest, but I'll, I'll spare start. us. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. It's not good. I'm aware. Um, Eminem released uh the Slim Shady LP oh. in '99. What? My name is. Who? My name is. Oh my god. Slim Shady. I remember some good music came out in 99. Like, obviously, Eminem. Okay. Living La Vida Loca came out. Upside, Inside Out. And then. I mean, probably. I said, we still talked about this before we got on air, and now I'm blanking. Law and Order SVU. Boom, boom. 99. Nice. You should see those outfits. I mean, I I was like, because I watch, I, well, kind of. I watched that show and I was like, let me go back. Let's let's see what the... The fashion was something. And it, it's still going on today. Good for them. You know what blew my mind about what? shows? This is not related to 99 at all. Okay, go for it. But I was, I don't know, like I was at work, right? Mm-hmm. And I had the memory of Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, they can't possibly still be on the air. Nope, they're still going. It is possibly still on the air. It is still on the air. So it has, poppers. it started... In March of 1987. Soap operas? It is 35 years old and still fucking going. Soap operas are like the cockroaches of television. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean they never die. I remember sitting there as a child watching Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. My grandma watched um, Days of Our Lives and Passions. Days of Our Lives came on at one. Passions came on at two. She hated Passions, but we had to watch it every week. And she would sit there every day. I'm sorry, every day. And she would sit there and talk about how stupid it was while we watched it. I get a lot of things from her. See, there's a memory of Bold and the Beautiful that I have. I stayed oh. home from school. Okay. We went to uh, Dairy Queen. Nice. I got uh, chili dogs. You lost me. And then we watched Bold and the Beautiful. I don't Lovely. know why that's a memory. I could be wrong. I could be like making happy memories up. Unsure. Hey, that's all it takes. A, f- all, a few. Just a few. And I think that was a good time. Like sprinkles on an ice sprinkles. cream cone. I, yeah. A lot of good things happened in 99. Set us on trajectories for the lives we have today. Not always good. But there. Uh, yep. And fun. Yeah. With a lot of references. Courtney, why don't you tell us about how you're feeling? Um, not great. I just, I'm in a slump. I'm just like, I wake up, I go to work, I come home, and the day just repeats. 
and I'm not happy with it. And I don't know what I want to do. So do you feel like it's because you're in a like career existential crisis or just life or both or what? I don't know. Maybe career. Because like I kind of like just stepped into it. Like I fell into what I do. Yeah. Without the intentions of falling into what I do. Well, you said like when we talked about when we graduated college, how you did social work and you were like going to do like, I think what we all think of as social work, like foster care and kids and that kind of thing. Yeah. And you realized kind of early, like, oh no, this isn't necessarily for me. Well, I mean, I don't, I like helping people and that's the whole reason why I got into it. Yeah. You also realize that people that get into social work had bad childhoods. I've heard a lot of that. I've also heard of people and known them in person, not you, who went into social work and like have no idea. Like uh, what is that have a kind of idea, like a like a hero complex because they didn't have a bad childhood and they uh, or they think they did. And then and they, they realize that they did not. Yeah. And yeah. then they're like, and they just don't get it. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm sure you can. I'm sure there's trend. I'm not saying. But depending on your intentions... I feel like it can not be a great fit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I don't necessarily think it would be a bad fit for me. Like, I think I would actually be pretty good at it. Probably. However, I know my feelings and my emotions. And it's very hard. Like, when I worked, um, when I did my internship, Mm -hmm. I worked at a place um, that, so like, they lived on the campus, they went to school on the campus, and they had to like, have like they could go off campus if they were doing well type of situation okay i i got you so like uh and it was kids that were i forget the age range but to 17 like once they're like a legal adult at 18 they couldn't be there unless they like had a birthday and like thing i don't know sure but it was for that so like i took it home and i just knew that if i kept going i would burn out so quick yeah and I'm like, I would, I would take it home. I would feel it like, cause I'm a very empathetic person. Yeah. Like if I see someone cry, I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. It's just who I am. I do not have this problem. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I get it because like my mom is like that. Justin is an empath. Like I'm around a lot of empaths. I feel a lot of feelings. And if people are feeling feelings, I'm feeling those feelings. I just have a lot of feelings. And like, and I could, I can feel when a mood changes mm-hmm. and I'm just, and I just, I couldn't continue that i mean that but i think it's good that you have the the foresight to realize because some people do it because they care mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that's a bad thing but you're right like you can get burnt out oh, so, so quick. quick social work is a, a you can yeah and like i mean when we i went to school for it like we talked about burnout a lot yeah but and like how to talking to, and doing two different things yeah. and like being with the kids or the whoever you're mm-hmm. you're serving like it's, I have all the respect in the world for people who are doing it and doing it well, like, but I can realize how much, Yeah, you know. I mean, the, the good thing, like, I also, another, because I did two different internships. One internship was that one. And another, inter- it was a shorter internship. I worked for a company that um, housed homeless people. Oh, cool. And it was like, it was a specific program, like, you had to apply for it and like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But there were, there, for Thanksgiving and Christmas... We went shopping for like the people that were in the program and we brought them Thanksgiving and Christmas meals, like the stuff to make it for themselves. Nice. And like, I loved doing that. It was, it was such like a rewarding feeling knowing that like they, they can now have the things 
Yeah. That so like the kids that were in those houses too. Like it wasn't just like adults in the program. Like it was families. Yeah. And it was it was just there was a lot of things about it that was rewarding. Like yeah, I'm sure. I'm but, sure. But like I couldn't do it forever, man. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So, I mean, yeah, that's part of it. Like you went in with one objective, but realized it wasn't up like long term. No, wouldn't work. But like, do you think maybe you're not getting the same like level of reward, like out of what you do? And I don't know. It'd be nice, I guess, if 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 there was like a middle ground. I think my biggest problem is I don't get paid well, and it's very hard to live. I mean, that's a big thing. I you know, for a lot of people, it's like, what's the motivation of doing all this stuff for whatever your job is? Yeah, I, I feel not. like I definitely do the work of like. Yeah, it's tough. I know when I was in journalism, especially, that was, you make peanuts. You don't make anything, dude. The thing about journalism, too, especially, I was a a local, regional, state journalist. Like, I was not on CNN. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they make, okay? I don't know what Andy Cooper makes. I don't know who Andy Cooper is. Anderson Cooper. Got nothing. Wow. Um, Anyways, I, you know, he's like a, a, he has a show on CNN. Good for him. that kind of journalist. Yeah, way to go, Andy. But, like, that was not my life. I was a, uh, I worked for newspapers and news outlets, and there's no money. There's no money. And the money that is there is all going to, like, the corporate people who weren't doing anything. So, when you would get hired as a a writer, an editor, a photographer, I was an editor, mostly. Mm -hmm. That was writing articles, editing other people's articles, doing all the online stuff uploading social media etc photography video um building the actual paper like graphic designing the paper all of that Mm -hmm. all the time you never had a day off i remember i had to um edit an article because i went on vacation because i wasn't on vacation like forget that i'm on vacation quote unquote i stayed up until 3 a.m writing the article the night before because it had to get out and then left the thing i was doing the next day went and hid in the bathroom and edited the article on my phone and made no money. So it's like, I did it because I thought, you know, this is what I want to do and I'm passionate about it and all the stuff. But then you'd go hard like that for a few years. I think like five-ish years. I was like really in it. Burnt out like a candle. Yeah. I was donezo. And part of it was I was making no money. It's not like you do it for the money, but like I need to be able to like buy some Lit. groceries. Yeah. I need to put gas in my car to run all these places you're sending me. You know what I mean? It was like that. So I get that. I do. That was especially hard for me as a journalist. Like, And the, I mean, for the problem for me now. So like I decided I don't want to do social work. And then my sister worked at the community college and she was just like, well, I just got a new position, but my old position's open at like the front desk. Yeah. I'm like, it's a full-time job. It's more money than I'm making at the movie theater part-time. It's something. And they don't have a part-time position open at the theater, so, like, let me go, right? Yeah. Um, Six years later. Yeah. Well, seven years later, I'm still doing it. Just in a different it, capacity. Just in a different capacity. Yeah. So, like, and then it just is so, what I'm doing. Yeah, so that's kind of how you got into the higher education mm-hmm. career path. Yeah. yeah. And not just it being a job. But, but like, I always wonder when it comes to this, for me personally, and I don't know how much of this goes to you, because I have an existential crisis, like, once a week. <laughs> I'm like not okay. <laughs> I am, but I'm not. Like I'm I'm in a pretty good place in my life. Yeah. Like 
in a lot of ways, but I have a lot of existential crises because I'm like, there are always other things I want to be doing, right? Like I, I'm a writer. I, I am writing. I'm, I'm, you know, putting out a book. It's great, but I wish there was more I could do with that. I'd yeah. like to do more with it. I'd like to focus on it more. I've wanted to do the podcast for a really long time and we got to do this and it's great. And now it's like, I want to do more with it. I want to keep growing it. I get into those spaces mm-hmm. and then I feel like some of what I have to do in my real life day to day just doesn't mix. And then I either get burnt out or I get existential dread. Like, am I ever going to be able to do all I want to do with these things? Is there any of that you think? No. Like, would you like to know my problem? Sure. Yeah. It's almost like, so what would you really want to do? Like if no money, like, you know, that's not the issue. Yeah. What do you want to do? I no don't idea. No idea. Like there's not something that I'm passionate fair I guess I get that I mean in a way I I've always had like I've always wanted to be a writer and I've been doing that in a career mode in some capacity but I've never I've not found the capacity that fits like be a full-time writer you know and write my stuff but that's very recent I was trying to find ways to make it career Mm -hmm. for most of my early 20s and I think that's why I did to start as a writer is so difficult too because until you're like well known Exactly. You're not making money. Yeah. Which, again, it wasn't so much about the money. But now I'm, like, at a point in my life where I'm, like, I do need to make money. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird. It's, like, it's, it, it is, it, it's a hard thing. But I think that's why I did journalism. Because I was, like, this is practical. This is a practical way to be a quote-unquote writer. Mm-hmm. And it was. And I threw my whole heart and back into it and um, died. A little bit of me died. and Or a lot. We don't know. I'm in recovery. I'm a recovering journalist. Anybody who's a journalist out there, they know what I'm talking about. It, it's it's everything inside you all the time. Like, yeah. the reason I left was because, like, I was burnt out to death. I was making no money, obviously. But it was more that, like, I realized I had no life. Yeah. I had no life outside of my job. I had I, – I was in a relationship with Justin when I was, like, in the thick of it. Um, into the thick of it? Yeah. Into the thick of it? Into the thick of it. Don't know. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Thanks, TikTok. Um, but no, like, I was in a relationship that I felt like I couldn't fully commit to because I had all this, like, energy and time and I was dead from work. I had no hobbies. I never saw my friends. I mean, think about it. When I lived here before and was doing journal, we barely saw each other. Yeah. It was like I everything was about my job. I was there all day. I didn't get home until the night. It was when I came home because it was like I had to report and do all this stuff. And it's a lot. It is a huge commitment to yeah. be in that kind of world. And I just realized I wanted to have a life that was not just a journalism career. Like yeah. it just wasn't doing it for me. I wanted a real life. And so I went and got that. But then I have that and it's going great. And I want to do my, like, writer. I've always just wanted to be a writer. So it's like finding a way to make that happen Mm -hmm. has actually led me to a lot of, even having the quote-unquote passion has led to quite a few existential crises as well. So I I feel you. So mine's lack of passion. Yours is all the passion. Too much. Yeah. For one thing that's difficult. But I also feel like I don't give a what your passion is. Like, whoever said if you find what you love, you'll never work a day in your life is a liar. And never did anything. Probably had a rich daddy. Yeah. You know, some way, somehow. Like, like here's... Because money... You can't live without money. No. Which sucks. And, like, it's getting more... So, like, 
when I worked at the community college, I was making a lot, a lot less, right? Yeah. But like, we were fine. Yeah. And I moved to the call the university because I would be making more money, not significantly more, but, but like, enough to, uh, enough noticeable. that I'm just like, okay, perfect. Like, I'll be able to put. We can have a savings. But like now, prices of everything is yeah. going up, and we're back at living paycheck to paycheck. Yo, we had a savings. We don't have one anymore. <laughs> Tell you we what. don't. We yeah. don't. And I'm just like, do I keep doing this or do I find something else? But I don't know what else I want to do because like I don't have a passion. But then I'm also like, same. And then I'm also like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't think that I want to do a quote unquote career mm-hmm. in the sense of like, like what I do for day jobs and all that stuff. I don't want that to be like what I do forever. I, I work a job, I do what I need to do to make money, but like, I don't want to have my career in like how people have their career in corporate America or whatever. Yeah. I don't think that's for me. I want to write, I want to do my, I want to work on things like how we do the podcast. I want to be able to do those projects and just do whatever else I got to do to survive. But That's hard to find a balance for. And it leaves you, you know, struggling a little bit sometimes, whether that's financially, whether that's existentially, whether that's like, just having the will to get up in the morning. Yeah. Yikes. I just don't want to. And like, and I don't want like a lot of responsibility. Well, that's, like, I that's don't, what I'm saying. I don't want, so like, I'm, my, I, I don't want that responsibility. No. Like I'm okay being assistant. I get it. But I think I a lot wanna... of people are getting to that place. Cause like before it was always like, you, you just had this, like, we have to climb the ladder, yeah. you know, mentality. And a lot of people, I think from like, in our age range, younger Gen Z is really doing a great job at mm-hmm. this. Like, way to go, Gen Work-life Z. Work-life balance. Yeah. And they're like, because I didn't have one forever, and I'm just trying to, like, get one. And it's going well so far, but it's hard to get those, like, I have to climb the ladder. I don't want to climb my, the ladder. I don't I'm want afraid to of heights. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. But, like, my boss is stressed all the time. Yeah, no, I don't want. And that's she's what I'm she's responding to emails at nine o'clock at night and forwarding me emails, no. and I'm like, no, I don't no, want to no, no, do no. that. And if that's what it takes, I don't want to do. I that. don't want to do it. I'm feeling the exact same way. I totally get what you're saying. And the time that I want to put towards things, it ain't that. It's my stuff. It's my writing. It's the podcast. It's stuff like that. That's not for somebody else. If I'm gonna put in that kind of stuff, it's not gonna be for anybody else. It's gonna be for me and like. Obviously, we have this partnership, but, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't, but I think Gen Z is doing a pretty good job of um, the whole, like, like you said, work-life balance. And then also the, um, just, like, not doing the climb for promotions that mean nothing to them. Like, if yeah. you want to do it, cool, do it. How, if you really don't, like, if How you about, like, them, hey, the cost of living's going up. Everything should go up with it. Yeah. If, if I'm making what I'm making right now, if the cost of living continues, keep paying me that. Like, yeah. pay me what the cost of living up is. Yeah. Like, at the community college, we did, we had cost of living wage, or, like, raises. Raises. But, I mean, not what but, the cost of living, it was something. But that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's so hard to figure out how anything even works. I don't understand. In these systems. So, it's, like, I see why people, even though it's a lot of work and it's hard and want to go into stuff for themselves if they can. I get it because there's so much red tape and bureaucracy and whatever. But I'm, al- I'm also scared because, like, I know I'm good at what I do. Yeah. And, like, uh, there's no degree 
you know? Yeah. Like, it just, I just fell into it and I'm good at it. So, like, to leave it is a little to bit leave of a it, scary To leave it, I'm just concept. like, I don't know if I'll be good at this new job if it's not what it is. Because right. I've only, movie theater, university. You fell into the career path. I fell into it without even realizing. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm good at. Because I've never done anything else. Well, speaking of. (laughs) You're listening to 30 Dirty and Dying, where we might not be flirty or thriving, but we're 30 and trying. Keep listening and check out all our episodes on life, love, death, and more. Even though we've talked a lot of like, I don't even know if careers are worth it. It wants to make our own way. Rate and review the podcast. Please. I mean... This doesn't have to be my job, but like if it can just be a little bit of an income just to to pay my credit card debt, that would be real nice. <laughs> it would be lovely. But we thought it'd be fun um, to see what I should be, what Courtney should be when she grows up, given <laughs> uh, aptitude test. So we thought I only have a good 30 years left. So so it doesn't have to be long term. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought we'd do that. Um, and we're going to do it two ways. We're going to do like BuzzFeed level quiz and then we're gonna try to do like a an actual like aptitude test okay so we're gonna do that i hope there's no math if there is we're skipping it okay (laughs) so that's what we're gonna do math or spelling i got nothing (laughs) so yeah what do you want to start with the real aptitude test or buzzfeed let's do buzzfeed first. buzzfeed first okay so this is called what career should you actually have okay all right so let's begin let's begin what would you spend your tax refund on Mm -hmm. uh a tv a yacht an exotic vacation, charity, books, down payment on a Range Rover, <laughs> invest it, or just like go to the Apple store and go ham sandwich. Um, vacation. Vacation. I mean, realistically, or what I would prefer. I don't know. Out of like, those- because it would have to go like savings or like towards my credit card is what I would actually do. However, what I would want to do is vacation. I think you should go with your first instinct. So if the first instinct is vacation... Okay. Then vacation. Okay. Pick a trilogy. Lord of the Rings. Hunger Games. How to Train Your Dragon. The Godfather. Star Wars. Toy Story. The Matrix. Dark Knight. Back to the Future. (gasps) Back to the Future. I was, I saved it No questions. What would you bring on a desert island? A boat. That's not an option. Okay. Journal. Kindle. (laughs) Smartphone. Clothes. Swiss Army Knife. Food and water, a grill, <laughs> just grilling, grilling, chilling, crossword puzzles, or a buddy. Um, probably a phone so I can call and get help. I love it. Practical. Yeah. Who's your dream dinner guest? Okay. This is a quite an amalgamation of people. Fun. Oscar Wilde. You don't know who that is, do you? Yeah, he's um Charlie and Chalk Factory. Right? Or is he the is he an author? We're just going to say it's not Oscar Wilde. <laughs> Wait, who's the guy who plays, um... Gene Wilder. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> who is not an option, unfortunately. Um, Steve Jobs. Nah. Beyonce. Hmm? Dalai Lama. Michelle Kwan. Figure skater. Oh, I know. I watched Michelle Kwan. Okay. Serena Williams. Hmm? Maya Rudolph. Comedian. Oh, I love her. Stephen Hawking. The physicist. Or Jane Goodall. She was an animal rights activist. Worked a lot with like or, um, chimpanzees and gorillas. Maya Rudolph. Okay. What best describes you? Sad. Not an option. Okay. Quirky. It, 
No, it's not an option. Thank God. <laughs> Critical thinker. No. Mm. <laughs> not at all. Adventurous. <laughs> loyal. Very. Passionate. Mm. Determined. If we if it was passionate, we wouldn't need this quiz. <laughs> yeah. Badass. Ooh. Creative. Yeah. Observant. Observant. Or bold. I'm loyal. I'm okay. loyal. We'll I'm go loyal. Yeah. What city should you actually live in? Tokyo. <gasps> I love, I want, I want to go to Tokyo so bad. Me too. It's like my dream vacation. Yeah. New York, mm. Paris, LA, London, Rio de Janeiro, Portland, I assume Oregon, maybe Maine, Barcelona, or Cape Town. Um, so I'm not, I'm not a city girl. I hate the city. Yeah. Um, when I went to New York with my sister, I remembered everywhere we were going and I just walked everywhere and like I became part of New York. Me too. That's how I do. New it was York. so fun. I love it. And she it. was just like, "How do you remember where to go?" And I was like, "We already walked it once." I also, you just again. walk and see what happens. However, I really want to go to Tokyo, and I love like Asian food. So Tokyo, Tokyo, Tokyo. But I, I think I do very well in New York. All right, pick a magazine: The New Yorker, <laughs> National Geographic, no. Forbes, Sports Illustrated. Forbes is like business, oh. like uh, thirty under thirty people. Oh, Vogue. Fashion. Okay. Wired. Oh, no. Reader's Digest. Hmm. Scientific American. Absolutely not. The Vogue. Okay. Vogue it is. Strike a pose. What do you look for in a workplace? Focused mission. Don't care. Organized. Job security. Ooh. Excitement. Interesting, like, interesting work. Okay. Attention to detail. Hmm. Flexibility. Risk-taking environment. This is difficult. Because I love flexibility because one, cruises. Yeah. Two, I have infusions every eight weeks. So you need that. Sick time. Gotta have it. So flexibility, you think? But I also, what was, what was number three? There was job security. Job security. That's a big one too. Cause like, I don't want to feel like I'm going to get fired. Fair. Well, you got to pick one. Job security. Okay. Job security. Pick a movie genre. Horror. Okay. Pick a social network. Social media. TikTok. Okay. You should be a surgeon. And there is a picture of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I should not. <laughs> All right. Here's the thing. You know it would be really fun, but I don't want to go to medical school. Already a killer start. I want to be the person that, like, opens up dead bodies. And, oh. like, does all that dead body stuff. And, like, figures out, like, how they were. Autopsy person? Yes. The person who does the autopsy? Would love to do Medical that. examiner. Yeah. I think is what you would be in a criminal yes. setting. But I don't want to go to medical school. I think if you do it and you don't go to medical school, you're going to jail. <laughs> I like, think. I mean, my okay, so like passion, murder, dead people. Okay. So if I can somehow get into a field where I don't have to work with act- like alive people and I just have to work with dead people, that'd be cool. You also need to be a mortician you need yeah. to go to college for it. Or I could like... Weather. That's also science. Gordon. I know. It sucks. Like, I want to do all this stuff, but without the degree, you know? You can't. I can't go back to school. I don't want to be in more debt. Do you want to try the- I picked since, my path. Since that was a bus. And I got to sit in it. What? Do you want to try the real one? Yeah, let's try the real one. All right. Okay. This is on BuzzFeed, but it's a real aptitude test. That's what it says. Are you creative and emotional? Was that 
yes or no question? Are you creative and emotional? Well, I feel like the other answer is not going to be true. I don't know what the question creative is. Creative and emotional or an- analytical and logical? Creative and emotional. I know. <laughs> React to the following statement. I'd rather work with my hands all day than sit at a desk. Sit at a desk. Okay. I want to change the world and help others. Agree, disagree, neutral. Neutral. When it comes to a job, I don't care about work-life balance. I very much care about work-life balance. Oh, wait. I did it wrong. (laughs) Fixed it. I prefer to work independently. Yes. When I was younger, I lived in my own imaginary world. I mean, probably. We're going to say neutral because you don't remember. (laughs) Uh, What's your interest in cooking? Not I I like to cook. Okay, interested. Uh, writing. Interested, not interested, neutral. Not interested. Okay. Uh, rate your interest in technology. Interested, not interested, neutral. I like technology. Okay. You should be an animator. Eh, I, I mean, I'm not very artistic, I don't think. Okay. It says animator. Also, you could be an actor, a voiceover artist, a wildlife photographer, a glass blower. Whoa. Or a professional makeup artist. Um, I don't wear makeup. I could not do that. <laughs> okay, well, you had like five other options there. Glass so something- glass blower. That's it. It's I t- found it. There we go. Surging glass blower. Blow glass into people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we probably figured out all your your problems just to go to glass blowing school. I don't think I need to go to school for that. Any glass blowers out in the 30 D&D fam that can tell us? <laughs> Do I have to go to school for to blow glass? Let us know. Send us a DM. <laughs> tell me what I have to do. Oh, I, I really don't want to do that. Well, I, I guess we're still going to be in a crisis. What, you say? I mean, it sounds it? like it was stuff that's like creative. You get to work on your own a lot and you're very like independent, like animator, actor, voiceover artist. Uh, what if I'm a voice actor? Maybe. Can you, you imagine? Have to get that laugh under control. Seth Rogen doesn't. It's a different laugh. <laughs> I can't do it. If you see. It's, it's, there's a YouTube video that's just like 24 hours of Seth Rogen's laugh. And it's the best. The sixth circle of hell. No, it's great. I disagree. Can you imagine? Like imagine yeah, that in bed. sounds amazing. <laughs> All right. I think we're done. I think we're done for today. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about our existential crises again. Yeah, because I'm still living. I'm not going to be a voice actor. Let's be I don't know how to do that. You're doing it right now. That's true. If there's anyone hiring, um, hit me up if you like my voice, if you like my laugh, if you just like me in general. I can voice things. I can vouch. She's lovely. Thank you. Love Courtney. So. I can only, I mean, I can't do voices. So, like, I don't know how that, like, the voice of Spongebob doesn't sound like Spongebob all day. (laughs) Probably not. But, like, Patrick. That in bed? (laughs) <laughs> I can't do that either. No, See, I'm not a voice actor. Well, it's all right. right. I mean, and if someone has a character that they want to sound like me, Hit cool. I'll do it. I'll say words. I'll read a script. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we figured it out, but not really, because I'm sure we'll talk about this again. Maybe. But it's been Maybe fun. Maybe we can do another quiz later. Yeah. We'll see what we do. Yeah. See what we can find. Mm-hmm. I hope if you feel the same, if you feel some of the same career Angst. life- Midlife crisis woes, spooky angst that we're feeling. I hope this helps. And we're down to talk about it again. Like I said, we've got so much more to unpack. Maybe if I could just own a Fazoli's. Fazoli's hit us up. Yeah. I would 
I would own a Fazoli's. If that could be my job, it's a franchise, right? I'm sure you could franchise. I don't know. We'll look it up. Bring it back here into our area. That would be the best. Okay. (laughs) Have a lovely (laughs) rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Of 30 Dirty and Dying. Maybe we'll still be alive. Maybe. Or we'll be ghost casting. (gasps) Fun. Boo. (laughs) Boo, bitch. (laughs) Bye. Bye.